Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the episode of Game Pass Crabbag, your weekly podcast reviewing games of the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three collectors and varying skill range. I am the Sherpa guiding this expedition. Andrew, with me, our rich person who has no right of climbing any mountains, Keith. I am not rich, but hello. And the one who would inevitably die on a mountain and whose body would just be used as a landmark, Liz. Hey, guys. <laughs> this week, we had a listener request. So thank you, uh, Alejandro, for recommending that we play Jusan. And actually, I didn't write down, but I know a couple of people on our Discord also recommend that we play this. I do believe it was Squid Cal, but I know a couple of people recommended we check this out. So yes, we played Jusan by Don't Nod. Jusant is a third-person climbing puzzle exploration game where you are playing a character who isn't really explained much. You see them, you know, going up, seeing a big old tower, and they're like, I'm going to climb that tower. And that's about it. That's all you're kind of given for the story. <laughs> but uh, going around, uh, Liz, was this a game or pass for you? <laughs> it's so hard. Like, I can't I can't even say if it's a game or pass, let alone a score. Um I have decided to do a pass because it was such a short game, but I still wanted it to be over. It wasn't bad by any means, but unlike Andrew, spoiler for when you go, you said it was relaxing. I mm. didn't find it relaxing, <laughs> you know, because when I feel like there isn't as much going on, you know, I'm thinking about the book I'm reading and the stuff I need to get done. And I'm just like, you know, very impatiently trying to get through it. Come on, say your line. I couldn't just relax. What? What, what is this game doing? Wasting your time. Wasting your time. I, like, thank you, no, Keith. No, it wasn't. I like me and Keith know your catchphrase, but you don't. It wasn't. I, I didn't find it to be like a waste of time. But do you know what's funny, though? <laughs> now that you say that, because we had just played Coral Island and I put so many hours into that, the entire game I was waiting for it to crash. <laughs> Yeah, Which is really sad. You were still playing so much Coral Island this week. Yeah, and I, I was just, every single time I booted it up, I'm just like, oh, it hasn't crashed yet. <laughs> like, this is weird. <laughs> well, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I had at least one crash. Um, and no full bugs, uh-huh. but I, 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 there was and definitely... Yeah. Did you play the right game? I didn't get any. Um, but that said... I, I did, didn't overall affect my gameplay, because I, when I say small bugs, it was just... I weird pathing things uh, we'll get into that um uh. but the game juicant i it's weird because i'm kind of in your boat liz on this one but i think i'm slightly on the game side and i and i think overall because of what i think andrew's going to get to is i do think it's more or less kind of relaxing i think that there is for a platformer there is a very low bar needed for accessibility where sometimes platformers can just be really annoying. And if you're just, if you're struggling with that platforming, you're not going to get it. And so I think there is a nice balance of accessibility and ease of play. Uh, if you're in our discord, I, I think I used the term walking simulator for this. And it's, that is a dramatic downplay of what Juzant is, but I also don't think it's terribly far off. Um, but that said, it is a it is a game for me. A slight game, but a game. How do you pronounce the game? Juice Aunt. Okay. What it sounded like you were saying like juice aunt. <laughs> juice aunt. You know, it's, Juicy it's aunt. Because I, oh, I feel like my brain wants to say it with like a French accent, but I don't want to sound like one of those people. Like I remember just like croissant. Yes, croissant. when I worked at Panera, they're like, do you have a croissant? And I, oh everyone gosh. would like make fun of them. But no, it's well, like no, we always made fun of people. Yeah, when we worked at Panera, uh, oh, Focaccia. I didn't. Oh, the no, Focaccia. The Panera employees <laughs> get like so snooty. I like the, they get really irritated if you say espresso instead of espresso. Yeah, there's no X in it. But for me, it's just like everyone made fun of the guy, and I was like, I mean, obviously it was a drive-through. He didn't hear anybody, but I felt bad for him. I'm like, he probably just came back from France and learned how to pronounce it or something. Or what if he just um, has a speech impediment and he just acts, just says croissant? <laughs> you guys are all roasting the poor guy. Well, it's, it's also funny too because uh, Liz, you you also have a bit of anxiety. Keith, how do you spell the delicious food? G Y R O. A euro. Okay. Yes. 
And like Liz knows this, but Liz is like, I don't want to sound pretentious. And so she's like, do I say gyro? And I'm like, no, it's gyro. Like just, that's that's how you pronounce it. I also okay. like I when I go to call place because usually when we like go you know out and about, yeah. there's this Mediterranean place that I love, and I usually call ahead. And I always call because Andrew's driving. And so, like, I tell myself, you say it this way. And then I get on the phone and I'm just, like, so nervous I'm going to say it the wrong way. <laughs> I'm just going to embarrass yourself using the, r- the right pronunciation. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I'm sorry I said it correctly. <laughs> no, I'm afraid that I'm going to say it wrong even though I know that it's right. You know what I mean? Like, I always want to say Euro. I, I Which mean, is wrong. <laughs> I, I only learned that it was Euro because I had a roommate who was Greek and... So he was the one who corrected me. But that's also um, maybe Wait, you... a bit of our, not like from Greece. His family was just very Greek. Um, and that, but yeah, it's uh, like Oregon and Nevada. Out at least in the New England Northeast area, we usually call it Oregon and Nevada. Uh, yeah. But I was, I was learned that it's Oregon and Nevada. Oh, I don't, I, I used, the way you say Nevada sounds the same to me. Nevada? Well, it's... it's an a uh or an eh. Nevada. And well, that, it's the same too with the we in New England. We've always learned to say Appalachian Trail, but oh, is it Appalachian? Says, Appalachian, but it's yeah. Appalachian. And I'm like, oh, it's always Appalachian. So I always pronounced it. It just anyway. feels wrong when you say it the wrong way. Wait, was that, how do you pronounce it again? Euro. Euro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not Euro. I always want to say Euro. But no one's going to get mad at you. They at least at least they They're understand very what nice you're saying. There. You're saying gyro. They have really good like mint lemonade. Oh, been a while since we've had it but anyway we still haven't gotten to the game oh yeah andrew are you looking uh, past so anyway back to jusson uh <laughs> see i'm getting to the accent <laughs> um so for me i am going to give this a game but i'm not going to give this like hey you need to check out jusson like this is great uh this is definitely a game you need to be in a mood for so if like in unfortunately when i first started this game i was not in the mood for it so I first started it and I was like, this isn't very fun. But halfway through, I, I beat this in two sittings. Yeah, my second sitting, I had headphones on. I was in a more chill area and environment. And I was like, this is a vibe. I was like, this is fun. I like this. Uh, so it's, it's as Keith, you kind of put it as like a walking simulator. And it kind of is. It's a more interactive walking simulator. So you're climbing a lot, but you can't fall. I don't know if you've noticed that. Like you can't really fall or i don't think you can die no, the only the only time it turns on like a free jump that you can jump off of a ledge is you have to it's be attached tethered. yeah you have yeah. to be tethered so if it doesn't there's no falling off anywhere the worst thing that happens is you're tethered and you just fall to your rope and yeah it, it, anyways yeah it's it's so low pressure in that way and i think well, well we'll talk about it i'll let you finish your intro here yeah but yeah so overall it, it's definitely so ideally if you are looking for a pretty good, fun, relaxing game, it's about four hours long. It's not very long. If you can get like a beautiful 4K TV with HDR, because this game has fantastic colors, and I highly recommend you wear a headset, because I thought the soundtrack was phenomenal. So, yeah, if you can get in that ideal environment, I think you'll have a good time with it. But yes, so let's get into the story. Uh, there is zero dialogue. As I said, the game opens up, you know, this big desert area, and there's this big tall mountain in front of you and you're this character walking in a endless sea of desert with shipwreckage around and you just start climbing and that's how the story starts uh so i there's a it's hard to explain too much of the story without spoiling things well so i want to ask you guys did you guys did you guys get what was going on kind of yes and and i think you kind of glossed over a really important part of the story so for any of our non-french Listeners who don't speak French, the game opens up and it tells you what Jusant means, uh, which is the uh, the French word for the tide going out receding. to sea. Yeah, receding, going out to sea. So at least I could be wrong, but I thought the whole vibe of the game and from what I picked up on very quickly is that with the title of the game and that big desert area you're in, you're at the bottom of the ocean, right? Like the, the oceans yeah. have disappeared and you are at the bottom of the ocean climbing out of the ocean now i still don't totally understand why i'm climbing out of the ocean or what it all that happened i'll tell you that but i i thought the context of it it gave you enough to guide you to where it was going if that makes sense 
Yeah, I felt like the letters really helped. I was reading them up until like towards the end, and then I read the rest of them afterwards. And I definitely felt like I understood what was going on with that. But it was also like, it, it was interesting, but I felt like I needed more because the gameplay was kind of simple. So for me, it was just like, I felt like I needed either more complex gameplay or more with the story. And also the story kind of didn't make sense in some aspects where it's just like you have these like, I don't know how old Bianca is, but she made it sound like a bunch of people that were climbing were really young and like they're just like separated from their parents. Well, so like, nah, you, I don't think that's right. So you are, like, as you're following Bianca's letters, you are following her life. So like by the end of her letters, she's an old woman reflecting back on her journeys that brought her to where she is your first letters are her basically deciding she's going to go on this journey to climb to the highlands i believe they call it but basically out of the bottom of the ocean uh, but i and i kind of did the same thing you did liz i started reading them and then i was like i'm just going to collect all these once i realized there was no cutscenes really or anything i figured i could just go back and read them did i no spoiler um <laughs> But, but that was my plan and in, in my attention. But I, I I guess I think I at least got enough of the story, if I if I understood right. I don't know. You probably did more, Andrew. What did you, you tell me? No. I, so I did the same thing, I guess, as all of us. I was reading all the letters at first, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to collect them and worry about it at the end. Because uh, also, too, I was also video recording, and I was like, you know, if I'm putting gameplay footage on our YouTube here, I was like, I don't want people to be staring at the screen of me reading a letter. I was like, I'll just read the letters later. God knows but people do not read nearly as slow as you. You barely read it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, by the end though, I felt like I got a majority of what was going on and like the gist of what was going on. And yeah, at the end I kind of read more of the letters and I looked up online too of like, eh, what, what happened? And from what I read online, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I picked up what was going on. Because this game, yeah, there's, like I said, there's zero dialogue. It's all just kind of context clues and then you picking up like these letters that you're finding. Uh, but yeah, this game's kind of a bit of a departure from what this studio has done. Do, have, do you guys know any of the other games uh, they did? I've, I mean, I recognize it and I'm trying to think. Was Don't Nod... Uh, crap. The... It was one of like the third person shooters we did, right? Nope. Okay. Way off. Then, yeah. Okay. <laughs> didn't didn't go. Uh, so yeah, so they're a French studio, obviously, if you can tell by the name of the game. But yeah, they originally made Life is Strange and Tell Me Why. Uh, wait, I didn't think I was half expecting Liz to sing there. We didn't do either of those, though. Why does it sound familiar? I thought we did a Don't Nod game. No, I don't think they've ever done any sort of shooter. I just know those were their two big ones. I'm not, and I'm not even arguing that it is a shooter. I just I just could have sworn that we did a Don't Nod game. Oh, you are right. I forgot. They also did Vampire. Okay. That wasn't the one I was oh, thinking, yeah. but it does make me feel a little better. Yeah, this is so uh, different. Actually, did they publish it? Oh, and uh, they published Korra, which we covered. Okay. Oh wait, not Cora. I'm thinking of um. But yeah, just vampires. Kona, Kona. That's the one I'm thinking of. Kona. The snow one. Yeah, oh, but the okay. Kona's different. But yeah, vampire was what I must have been thinking. Well, wasn't the game I was thinking of, but I guess was in the sense that it's a don't not game. I feel like with this game, kind of random, but I kept thinking about the opposite, and I kept thinking about the movie Waterworld. <laughs> With Kevin Costner. Oh, uh, yeah, because I remember that's you asking that question. Costner, right? Yeah, yeah, I kept thinking about that. I'm like, would you rather have like this or would you rather have Waterworld? You know? And I said this. I'd rather be a, the world be a desert than a world full of water. Why would you want, Liz? I don't know. I also don't even know how they're getting the water that they have in the game. Like, oh, they the, show you at the end? They're climbing. No, like day to day. Like, they're all traveling. Oh, I mean, that was one of They're my questions of, like, who's still alive? Yeah. And it's, like, how how are they getting water? It says that they, they can't grow anymore. They must be finding something. But it just feels like, I don't know. I, and neither. I, both are scary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, your character literally climbs this entire tower, and you never see her drink anything once. 
Which, I mean, because I said earlier, she made a comment about her and somebody else that she was um, climbing with, with, Met or something. Yeah, I think so. Um, Met was even younger than her. They were both very young. And it's weird to think about, like, going on what could be an adventure that's just going to lead to death. Like, they don't know what they're going to find. Like Mount Everest? Like, some of them. Yeah, and I think that's wild. Like, I think rock climbing looks fun. But I like don't. <laughs> with safety, with the safety stuff, not like like just free climbing. Oh, even or, with safety stuff, I no, I'm not I talking like not a giant climbing. mountain. I'm just saying like you know, like, like a rock just, wall. Ro- hey? Yeah, or even like the small, the small little um, areas that you can do it outside that that aren't you're not going to plummet to your death. Oh, like at a and playground. They, they go with <laughs> <laughs> no, you go with like a, a guide, and you have like the safety net and stuff. Yeah, you have someone there, like you have someone there with you. But that when was it comes still to, fail, though. What? That was still fail, though. Like, safety stuff. I know. But I'm thinking about that compared to Everest, which, like, I just can't imagine why you would want. I, I don't have, um, oh, what is it called? I Adventure? Don't, I don't need, <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the adrenaline. Yeah. Is what I'm thinking. Like, I don't need to bungee jump. I don't need to I, get that title of Everest. I'm 100% with you. <laughs> because it's like, do you know what? It's really, it, Everest is luck. I think I've said this before on the podcast. It's luck with the weather and stuff. There's so many times that people go up and they're like, oh, you can't make it to the top because of the weather. Yep. Um, and so for me, it's just like, you know, I, I just don't want to risk my life for something like that. I'm not adventurous. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm not. I'm not looking for thrills on the on the side of a mountain, per se. I I think I don't know. As far as them being young, I guess I attributed it more to this. It's this weird post-apocalyptic world. So it's like I don't know. You you kind of grow up quick, I guess. Is what my thought process there. They're all adapted to like you just have to survive because probably everyone lives to be like thirty. I, I don't know. You're living in a essentially waterless ocean world. So, yep. so I that was I guess kind of my take on when I was thinking about the age thing, but it is a good point I guess. I just yeah overall I I don't know I kind of wish that, and I and I think I get it as far as the, the reason they chose to go with no dialogue no words whatsoever, but I kind of just wish like the letters were were spoken. I don't know. I just I wish there was some personality to it. I think the overall just lack of any humanity in the game maybe not really even care about what was going on and and sort of where i am on with liz and that i i bounce on that game or pass of it is that i'm just i don't know i felt like i was just climbing to get to the end of the game in so many ways even if i was following the letters i just kind of wanted to get to the end see i, I don't i disagree i don't think i really needed uh, like dialogue because I loved the music that was going on the vibe that was going on and you know this is definitely an alien planet and so that's the thing too of like a lot of these names is it definitely an even... alien planet what what definitely makes it an alien planet that's what I'm curious I'm not oh, I'm sorry I'm yeah because not... we have giant floating balloon cows in the sky right <laughs> okay like, but... here on earth oh because there's never been a video game that's taken place on earth that has not human creatures By or the creatures way, that don't live spoiler. on earth you're right wow it, the fact, much the fact that there's a creature I've never seen on Earth clearly means it's not on Earth. That means nothing to me, Andrew. I, I would like you to give me a reason outside of your, your floating whale creatures that this is definitely an alien planet. Okay. Uh, how about the fact that also uh, the entire planet is can only rotate if these mechanisms are working? You know, because we have those here on Earth. I don't know. I didn't. I I missed that part of the story because again, I just yeah. was climbing to the top. Uh, either way, I don't care if it's an alien planet Earth. Ultimately, I just I was uh, curious. Apparently, too, because you're getting very angry. I mean, I was just very <laughs> very interested where you definitely got it. That's all I'm interested in because I didn't definitely get that vibe. Because there's not a single thing in this game that I was like, yeah, we have that on Earth. Uh, I just I. That's, Name that's, something that was in this game that you've seen on Earth here. There was little crabs. Uh, doors. There we go. I, I, I answered my question. We saw doors. Did, I didn't see paper. Yeah, it was pins. And you're talking about these like, the floating whale creatures. The only thing that was really all that crazy <laughs> about them is they were like magical and they they were in the sky. But otherwise, it looked like a giant whale. 
in the sky. It, it, it didn't look like anything unearthly other than it wasn't in water. And I don't know what year this is. I, I assume maybe maybe there's some evolution of whales and they, they learn to live without water in the sky in camouflage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the point is I just wanted to get to the stinking top of the world. Well, since you guys spoiled it, because uh, I, I, I wasn't going to mention this because I wasn't sure if we were allowed to mention the creatures. They're called ballast. Ball- yeah, ba- ballast? Yeah, ballast? You, well, you have one. Your, your little creature is a ballast. Yeah. Yeah, which I didn't realize until the end. So that's another spoiler for people for noobs. <laughs> uh, I'm just I'm just calling you guys out because you guys always get at me about spoiling things. I but, mean, what we're saying though is completely no one's gonna understand unless you play the game. Because so the, like well, we're they're really saying like they things. weren't sure if they were true. Like it was like this legend or, or whatever. But I just wanted to say that when a creature like slow blinks, that's when you know like everything's gonna be all right. You know. Do you know when, like, a cat slow blinks at you because yeah. they like you? And that's what happened at this. Like, it was like they were slow blinking at each other. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, the gameplay of Jusant is very simple. And uh, there's even, like, accessibilities to make it even more simple. But I actually so I actually enjoyed the climbing of it. I mean, hopefully, because that's literally all you're doing. You hold left trigger to squeeze with your left hand. You hold right trigger to squeeze with your right hand. So anytime you're climbing, you're essentially going left trigger, right trigger, left trigger, right trigger. And you got to make sure you're holding on with at least with one hand as you're reaching out to grab. Because if you don't, you'll fall. But as we said, this game is very simple and relaxing and easy. There's no way. You're not falling to your death. You physically cannot jump over the edge, as Key said, unless you are tethered to a wall as a safety harness. And then it'll let you jump. Wait, can I ask a question though? I'll allow it. You yes. say that you can't die, and what I'm curious about is, so uh, I, was, I think it's like over halfway through the game, you get to a point where your exhaustion meter just like crumbles, like you have so much less stamina, yeah. and like there starts to be like red and pink around the edges of the screen, and so when that happened, I just like started over because it's because I wasn't quick enough to like grab things and like I didn't have the momentum and stuff. And I was able to do it, but do you pass out? Nope. No, no, you, 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 you're, but you, your, your character just lets go. And I guess, so I guess that's one thing that I didn't try. And I'm curious if it was like, I think there were some ledges where you could let out your rope all the way and not touch ground. So maybe if you used all your stamina there and you like couldn't, climb back up onto a ledge i i just don't i don't know what would happen because all that you do is fall to the bottom of your rope and t- usually you can just lower yourself onto a ground somewhere and get your stamina back so you could never fully run out of stamina so as i kind of say when you're climbing you do have this little bar to the right of you and you know it's your stamina meter and if it starts to get low you can normally do a climber's rest where your character will stop relax their arms a little bit and it restores some of your stamina but it'll permanently reduce your stamina also during that climb. Once you actually get to a ledge and, you know, relax a little bit, you get it all back. But after a while, like, the permanent stamina gets bigger and bigger and you have less and less actual stamina. But if you notice at the very bottom of the bar, like, it's like one-eighth of your stamina bar is, like, a bit thicker, you will not lose that. So you'll always have at least a little bit of stamina. Oh, so you just have to move really slow. Yeah, and then you'll have to, like, take a rest, like, every time you grab something. Okay. So it just it just makes it more annoying, but yeah, you will never fully run out of stamina in a climb. Oh, that makes sense. I, because I, I think yeah, I, I like I fell quote unquote if, a few times, in the sense that like like Yulis was saying, I I just sort of restarted or whatever. But yeah, I I didn't know there was accessibility settings. That is kind of cool. I got you know to. Uh, I found it yeah. harder though. Yeah. I tried it and I it was worse for me. Yeah. I had to so, put it back. Well, so what was it then? Because I didn't try it. So you don't have to use the left and right triggers. It just kind of automatically grabs. But when that happens, like, you know, the moving bugs, it would go for whichever one was nearby. So if it was going down and need to go up, I was like, I would just, I would have to go back down. <laughs> so for me, and I just, I don't know, once you start doing it the normal way, I just, I, it was just too hard for me to do the accessibility yeah, yeah, that makes you sense. You get a rhythm. It's because it's, well, it's pretty forgiving too. Like if you miss your characters, and like whoa, and just like you can pretty much grab on even if you fall. Um, 
so it's pretty forgiving because a lot of times, especially if it was an area that I knew I had more than enough stamina to get there and I was getting impatient, I would just, I don't, I don't know, like chaotically hit left trigger, right trigger, and probably not hit them in a proper order most of the time, but it would get me up the, the cliff quick enough. So I, I kind of got to a point where I, I sort of had that rhythm, but I could see where it would be annoying not having that on there. I want to point out that I actually did struggle a little bit with the gameplay at one point. There was this one time that I was playing that it was at like the first windmill area. Oh, I think we're complain about the sparks. No, no, I was terrible with, with the jumping and the sparks <laughs> and stuff. I So I guess, yeah, I'm, but do you know what the thing is? Like, I always like rely on you when you're nearby, but then when I'm playing by myself, I figure it out, but um, I'm lazy. Um, but yeah, so I couldn't get the rope to dismantle from where I had already pinned it. Do you know how when you hold on to the lever, you hold X and it gets rid of the old rope? Yep. For the life of me, I could not get it to like unleash the old rope. And I tried for like, I, I swear it was like at least like 30 minutes. I was looking at YouTube videos and I'm like, how are they getting rid of the rope? It just wouldn't happen. And I know it was probably me doing something wrong, but I was like watching videos. I couldn't figure it out. Did you, no, actually, um, did you have the bugs? Excess- Keith had bugs. I, again, like very minimal, but it is, I would say very possible, I guess. But my other question, just out of curiosity is, did you have the accessibility on then? And like, maybe, no, that okay. was... That was a four because I, I was actually doing it when Andrew was at work and then he came home and then magically when he was watching me, <laughs> it went back to normal. But that and then there was one other time I looked at a YouTube video because it made it so that you would keep climbing, but you actually had to go down to the left and swing. And so I thought I was going the right direction, but then it was a dead end. So I, I, I double checked that. But well, I don't besides, I don't think this game has any true dead ends, right? It, it, like in the sense there's almost always some collectible. I just assumed no, there was a no, few I didn't find. There were some dead ends. Okay, I just assumed there was a couple I didn't find it. So that was I wasn't trying to tell you wrong, Liz. I just assumed I was missing things. <laughs> um, but yeah, because that was part of my struggle is I didn't think I had a problem finding where I needed to go. I just I was. I didn't like how far sometimes a secret would be or a collectible because I would start going. I'm like, well, wait, am I going towards the collectible or am I going towards the path? Because I, you know, I would take, I would go like a good two minutes each direction and still find I had more to go. And I'm thinking, you know, if there's a collectible, I should have found it much sooner, but now I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Or am I, yeah. am I just weird here? No, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, because some areas actually even send you in a loop. And I'm like, wait, this area looks familiar. And it's like, oh, that just put me in a circle. No, I know what you're saying. But I, you want to bring up my biggest gripe of this game. Uh, so you said you didn't get lost. I got lost a couple of times. And, you know, as we said, you have this little creature with you. And you can have it, like, sit on your head. And it does an echo. And it kind of gives you a direction as to, oh, yeah, your objective's over here. It is the most worthless thing ever. Yeah, like, that did not work. Oh, my gosh. I hated it. Like, because all it is is just, like, pointing you in a general direction, which, spoiler alert, is up. Like, because that's what you're doing. You're climbing this tower. And I'm like, this gives me no information. It's just like, yeah, you want to go up. It's like, thank you. I know I need to go up. Where am I going? It's like someone asking me, hey, where's the McDonald's? And you just point in a direction. Like, that's not helping anybody. Like, no. What road do I take? Like, Yeah, well, I mean... Furthermore, you can point in any direction and get a McDonald's, just like this collectibles in this game. Point up. And you were making fun of me, though, because sometimes I wouldn't realize something wasn't a path, and my character would get stuck for yeah. a couple seconds. Oh, yeah. Um, so it looks like I wasn't the only one that was a little well, uh, unsure of direction. So that was actually one of the – again, I'm, I'm using the term bug very loosely, but one of the things that drove me nuts is that you would hit a weird – pathing area where you couldn't walk and your character would like freeze and i would sit there and have to like jump a couple times until it finally jumped and then once they jumped they would path along back to where they needed to be and i was getting so annoyed with that (laughs) because i would i was trying to like basically canvas everything to try and get as many collectibles as i could and then i think again somewhere about halfway through i went with an assumption on the basis that I didn't care if I actually ever collected everything, but I went with the assumption that I'd go back and be able to do a chapter select, which you can. Um, And I just said, I'm not, I'm not trying to dig up every single collectible. And now, and that was sort of the point where I was like, all right, I just want to get to the end of it. And I think that was the like chapter four. So it was basically already at the end of the game, but 
yeah, I just I, I do agree. The the mapping is not the best part of this gameplay by any means. <laughs> so uh, the one the one moment I really want to complain about is the last chapter. Did you have issues with it, Keith? I was pissed. Liz figured it out right away. I literally was at like 15 <laughs> minutes at the base of this tower. Couldn't figure out how to stick and climb this tower. Did you figure it out? How long did it take you? When you say f- figure it out. Because you can't jump, but yes. you have to climb. So for me, I just went up to it and kept jumping. And then my character eventually climbed up, even though it doesn't jump in that area. And then, But then you just walk over to the area where it's like a path directly to the things that look like you can climb and there's a short little cutscene that your character pulls out the ballast and then you can climb again? Yes. Okay, I could yeah. not figure it out. No, I just so, I just went out, hey, those look like the things I can climb, so yes, I'm going to walk in that I direction. Saw that. And I did I did that and it worked. <laughs> See, oh, I spent like 15 minutes cuz I saw I'm like clearly I'm supposed to climb this tower, but I'm holding my stinking creature in my hand and obviously I can't climb with if I don't have my hands available. So I'm literally wandering this tower. I'm going in it. There's like even a little staircase in the middle. So I'm like, maybe I'm supposed to do something in the staircase. Nope. I'm searching all around. It literally took me about 15 minutes. I was about to Google it. I'm like, how do I get rid of my stupid creature so I can climb this tower? Well, right. But like, like you can, so you can clearly see you, like you recognize that there's the smaller dots and the constellations versus the bigger ones. I just there's there's one spot when you sur- even even if you circle the tower there's one spot that has spots low enough that look like you could grab them and so I yeah. just lined myself up there and that's that's how I like it was kind of a, a like a lucky shot because I did do it like a circle or two around like I'm not I'm not completely saying I just walked up and understood it I but I don't think it took me that long because I just saw that and I was like okay that's the bottom spot that's where I got to get to and it I got the cutscene. I will also say, I wonder if there's times you walked close enough, but you didn't hit like the right trigger point Yeah. with again, that like the kind of sensitive pathing that this game has. So I'll give you that credit that maybe you kind of caught it, but it just didn't give you the credit for it the first couple times. So it, it's something that frustrated me, but I also want to praise the game that they did this. So a lot of times in a game, whenever there's like climbable or interactable objects, like, a game usually will have, like, the ledges painted or something like that. Like, oh, so you're looking for paint splotches or or you're looking for, like, this colored beam. Like, there's usually some sort of color context for you as a player to go, oh, I can climb that. In this game, there is none. So, I it's a pro and a negative because I don't like it because, like I said, I got lost sometimes. But it's also good because it made the world feel actually more organic. Like, you actually climbing these rocks and stuff like that. But I know, Liz, there was multiple times where you're like, where am I jumping? Like, where do I go? It's like, oh, you can kind of see there's some jagged rocks there. But also, there were some times where it's like, oh, uh, I can't grab those things. Two things. There are some ledges that are sort of painted-ish in different colors. There's a couple that, like, I, I, I can't tell you like what i can't describe it but if i saw it I'd be like that's the one like i always like knew that the was boards kind of, yeah like the boards were usually a good indicator um but those obviously were like human made like it made sense because like that was a but they were constructed building I mean. like, yeah just, they they yeah. had they would have like little strips of white and it was fairly patterned but did you see that on the rocks throughout the game there would be arrows pointed pointing you in directions where do you go a little bit, yeah. It was like there was graffiti. It was graffiti. Yeah, it wasn't super obvious. It wasn't, and and that's actually what I liked. And kind of to your pro con point, is I think this falls on the pro side of where I I appreciated that it wasn't just hey here's a big neon go this way, but there was an indicator if if I was looking for it if that makes sense. Yeah. I also wanted to praise the game for something. I like that. In different chapters or kind of different mechanics to you. So when you first, um, there's these like plants, which I, these plants must have water. Like, where is it coming? I had the same but, question. Uh, but the, um, <laughs> the ones that like the little like spikes come out when you hit up on the D pad. Yeah. The so you get those. Roots. And then later on when they're in the sun, they, they disappear really fast. So you have to like go really quickly. And then in another chapter, you have to deal with wind direction. So you, if the wind's coming down, you have to wait in order to jump. 
And so I just thought it was really cool that they kind of like spiced up the gameplay a little bit as you're going on and change yeah. things. And then of course the sparks that I didn't like. <laughs> um, but yeah, they had like the the vines that grew. So I felt like they actually had quite a bit of things to make it more fun. Yeah, I agree. Every chapter had its own type of unique gameplay mechanic they had to deal with. And, and that's kind of what I would... I liked and I didn't like. I wanted I wanted to mix up those things a little bit. And and you did sort of. Like you continued to use the vines and I think you saw the sparks like once or twice more. I wanted a little bit more tools. And and I guess I kinda understand in the premise of the world you're in or whatever, but I want like it's weird because you could throw your rope pretty much a, a huge distance, but like a grappling hook or I don't something just a little bit more than climb, 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 latch, climb, 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 latch, and a few gameplay mechanics that get just drip fed to you until the end of the game and then slowly taper off a little bit. That said, I, I liked them. I did. I just, I wanted more of it, I think. In, and I wanted this game to have a little bit more thrill to it. I, I, I think part of the thrill of climbing this big tower, especially in a video game versus the real world, is I don't want to do this in the real world. That would scare me. <laughs> the, doing it in a video game, but doing it with absolutely zero worries in a video game, I was like, eh, I don't know. I want to be able to lose. I want to have to restart, have a little bit of, you know, needing to be cautious. But I, I never felt like I needed to be cautious. Yeah, same. But it, this is why I do fully agree with you, Keith, of I think this is a walking simulator game. Because, because if the way you're describing... Don't get me wrong. I actually would like that too, but it would make a drastically different game. That is something then when you're actually doing more engaging things and stuff like that. And that's, I don't think the vision don't not had for this game. It definitely just seems like they wanted a kind of relaxing game, but not too relaxing. Like, cause I will say I never fell asleep during this game. You know, we've played some other games where I am legitimately struggling to stay awake. I, but I did not have that issue at all with Jusant. For me, I was just, it was engaging enough that it kept me entertained and didn't put me to sleep, but it wasn't hard. I, uh, I did want to... It's weird because I don't feel like we need a spoiler for this game, but there are parts <laughs> of the very end that I'm curious your thoughts on, and I know you said you read it, so maybe we can just talk about it after. I, but I, But I think part of at least what I took of the ending of the game is part of what explains, I think the the plants and and all of that but i could just be completely wrong so i don't know okay <laughs> we, we, could, we could talk about it later i guess but uh yeah so the other thing that i like the two things i think that this game does so incredibly well is the art style and the music but the art style i loved so much to me i thought it was so striking juicent because like that's I remember when I first saw this game, it was in one of the Xbox showcase. I don't even think it was. Yeah, it wasn't the developer director. It was like the Xbox showcase. And I remember being like, All right, it's just like a game where you're climbing. Like it, the trailers showed very little. I was just like, and it just looks like a lot of desert. But man, the colors in this game are gorgeous. This is why I recommend if you have a nice fancy, if you have available a nice fancy HDR TV, this game just has some wonderful colors. I thought they were nice. <laughs> I didn't like, really think that they were breathtaking but even you were like blown away when you got in the cave and you had the neon plants yeah no i really did enjoy the graphics i i mean i just didn't clearly <laughs> i thought like there are things that were you know easy to understand while you're going out like there are certain rocks that i understood like oh, i'm supposed to climb that i really did like the cave area that was really pretty and i they, didn't like playing it i thought the cave area was the most well, annoying level so the, the way that they like panned out and stuff sometimes was cool but there were also times when they really like screwed with your vision and that drove me nuts there was time oh the I, camera angle. yeah you can't look around yeah. or um and so for me i'm just like okay where am i going i'm like am i supposed to not be able to see anything like i'm just seeing like what's right, right in front of me <laughs> uh there there are times and then there are times that worked for my advantage where you know, like I said, they would they would pan out and it'd be like, oh, that's helpful. But sometimes it'd be like, that's not helpful. <laughs> yeah, you got a little spicy with the camera once. Yeah. And you're like, I can't see camera. Come on. <laughs> you know, I, it wasn't relaxing to me. Well, and, and I was I meant to say this or, or ask this kind of a little bit when you were talking about the accessibility features, because I think the camera angle is part of the issue is 
like there was a couple times where it was like a ledge that I, it like came up as like a 90 degree angle and I had to climb out on the like where my hands would be like flat to the, the, the top and I just couldn't get my character to like spin and they wanted to just keep climbing back down the mountain I was like no just out climb this way not that way and so yeah I, I struggled with the camera at times as well I just it's weird because you use the term striking and I, and I have no problem with the graphics in Juson. I, I think they're great and I, I don't play on a 4k TV but I I do play on a on a 4k monitor and I, I thought the graphics were great I nothing about it was striking to me though I other than I think looking out over just kind of the landscape of yeah, the like, vistas were awesome. Yeah, like the vistas were cool, but I don't know. There was nothing to me about like the color palette overall that I was like, "Wow, this is great." It, and I, I don't know. It just it didn't hit me. Now the music, because I I don't know. I don't I don't know if you guys have a lot more to say about the graphics, but I went and I listened to the soundtrack because you made a deal about this. Yeah, and it's on Spotify. It is, and I think it's good. It's very good. It It's ori light to me, though, because immediately as I started listening to it isolated from the game, especially because I wasn't really paying attention during the gameplay, but I was just listening to the music. It has an airy feel to it. It's it's a yeah. lot of piano and it's a lot of strings. And, and so it just has this very windy, airy feel and it fits perfectly with the game. So that's where I will like when I listen to it there, I, I, I agree with you. It fits perfectly to it, but I thought it was pretty easily forgettable personally, at least when I, because I was playing without a headset on, and you don't have to play the game with a headset on. There's no, like, sound cues that you need. And and No, but I, I thought the music was so good that I, rec- I recommended with a headset, because I remember I first, the first time I played this game was downstairs, just TV audio, and I remember just being like, eh, whatever, you know, it's kind of nice, relaxing music. But then later, I went upstairs to play on my Xbox, and I have the Xbox headset, put it on. In particular, it was in, I think, Chapter 2. You know, these little creatures, as Liz was saying, they're called pebbles. They're these little crab rocks, and there is a full wall with them. And it just goes in this crazy piano solo. And I was like, this is awesome, because it fits so well seeing all these skittering crabs on this wall and just the piano going. I thought it was so good. I feel bad that the music didn't really hit me the way that it hit you. And you I didn't thought wear it, a headset. I think well, I think that's why no, I had because it. when I was playing downstairs, you were sitting next to me, and you made a comment about how amazing the music was in that area that I was. Yeah, and I was like, eh, it's pretty good. Like it's, <laughs> I just it just didn't. Um, I don't want to say it didn't do it for me, but it also kind of didn't. I I liked it. It was good for the game. Did I word that wrong? No, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> I don't want to say it didn't do it for me, but it didn't do it for me. No, I, I did think it fit the game. I thought it was good, but it just didn't give me much in the feels department. And see, I, I thought it did because you are right, Keith, with like Ori Light. Because like also like Ori, there's not a lot of dialogue. Ori actually did have some dialogue, but like so many people described the music as essentially being another character in Ori. And that's what I, I feel with this game as well. It's just... It, it conveys the emotion that's going on since there is no dialogue, but I highly recommend that you listen to it on Spotify. I thought the music, I guess I'm the only one here who really liked the music. I really liked the graphics. Well, I, as I said, I, it's weird. I liked the music more like outside of it when I actually sat down and listened to it. And, and I'm sure I would appreciate it more now if I were to go back into the game, like thinking about the music, but yeah, I, I, because I actually, for what it's worth, I, I pulled up like a song or two on Ori and I was like, because like, am I crazy? Am I just imagining it? And it really is. It's there's so many similarities. The biggest difference and in, in why I use the term Ori light is the Ori soundtrack is so much more orchestral overall. There's oh, yeah. there's, you know, like I said, not direct like lyrics, but there's vocals. There's just a lot of different aspects of the music, whereas Jusant heavily is heavily living in piano and strings. So you have like very high pitched and very low of the strings. And it's, so it, like, it really is beautiful music. And, and that's where I agree with you. I just, when I was playing the game, I think it's easily overlooked. Hmm. 
I, that's why I recommend headset because I, I, I agree where I was overlooking it at first. I, I, I'm not saying I won't give it a shot because I was thinking <laughs> about going back for some achievement collecting because it's fairly easy. Yeah. Um, I just I I don't I I didn't for the purposes of this because that was a if that was the only thing I was going back for gameplay I wasn't doing that so. But uh, speaking of collecting things, uh, as far as the achievements go, uh, I would recommend it for achievement hunters. It's like I said, to, time to beat. You're looking between th- three to five hours. I think my play time literally was three hours. I. You know, but I wasn't trying to collect everything. Once you beat the game, there's a chapter select that even tells you what collectibles you are missing. So it's kind of easy to go back and just get the things. Well, I wouldn't say easy because you can't skip in the chapter. So you still got to start from the beginning and climb all your way through the whole chapter to find all the collectibles. But uh, yeah, there's a couple where you actually have to do things. But if you just look at the achievements, you're not going to get any spoilers. So just reveal the achievements and... Uh, there's some where you just got to do things, which one I didn't do. Which Liz yeah. will now point out. Well, yeah, because um, exciting news. Um, Keith is uh, number one with gamer score for the game. Uh, <laughs> 460 with 15 out of 21 achievements. Andrew and I both got 430 with 14 achievements. He did not pet the animal what? 20 times. Of no, all the things that do. you could have done. I know. Because it's even better. And maybe it's just a random luck. But I think it only happened as I got... M- I started to do it more. You start to like really like nuzzle its head a little bit, like pull it in close <laughs> for a snuggle. Oh, it's th- I, I'm surprised you haven't talked about how dang adorable that little pet friend of yours is. Liz. It is, but he didn't do it for me. I thought he just, I he know. looked like a booger. I, like I a thought booger. he was a cute booger. He was, was cute. Cute little bud. And especially when you start to snuggle him up a bunch and he's like loving on you. Oh, he's super cute. Um, but I, I will say though, cause like I was trying to get through the game and the hugs were pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she would hug. I love, I love. I would love that this game had a sizzle reel for like you know accolades. And like, hugs were too long. Is <laughs> the noob? Just because I wanted to get through it, like it was really cute, like the nuzzling and the noises and stuff. And don't get me wrong, like I used to not be a hugging person. Like my my friends would would make fun of me for that. And now I'm a hugger. Like it just happened one day. And I like a good long hug. <laughs> it's but weird. This game, not in that. <laughs> I don't know your family well, Liz. I, yeah. I know you and your sister. You're and blessed. I, and, I've, and I've met some of your family through you guys' wedding. But I feel like you are a family of huggers. So that's actually surprising to me. That is really weird to me that you would say that. I don't know. I, do I don't know why. Us well, I mean, I'm I'm clearly wrong. I just I, there's something about <laughs> you and as how you imagine your family as a representation of you that you're a family of huggers. But I'm I wrong. would. I know no, Aaron's I family. Actually... Your family is not a hugging family. I know that. <laughs> no, <laughs> we do not love in general. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, Liz. I would say you're because your mom is definitely a hugger. My mom, my sister, and myself. Like, we'll, like, cuddle up on the couch together and share blankets, and we hug when we say goodbye and stuff, but I've, everybody else in my family is not, there's no hugging. Yeah. I, I would say your mom's a hugger, though, because, like, yeah. anytime I would visit family, usually the rule of thumb is, oh, you guys hug at the end of the trip, you know? Oh, we're all sep- going our separate ways, go in for a hug. Your mom hugged us every time we left her house. Yeah. Like we were, it's like, we're going to be back tomorrow, but your mom's like, give me a hug. And it's like, okay, I'll yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, that's, that's, <laughs> that's my family. We're, we're huggers. Yeah. It's weird that I became a hugger, but I, so I understand people who don't like hugs, but now I just, you know, <laughs> but yeah. So I didn't, I did not hug the animal. So I guess. Andrew, would that's... you consider yourself a hugger? I mean, obviously your family isn't huggers, but I'd say yes. I enjoy hugs, but like, I never. I'm like, I don't know. I don't just hug everyone. But you say like, I love you to your friends. Yeah. So for me, it's like not a lot of people do that. Um, but so for me, that's why I'm just like, I feel like you're also, you do, you do hug. Because yeah, that's something I thought about. It's like, why do we always say nice thing to people and tell people that we love them at their funeral? It's like, why didn't you ever say it to them in their face while they're alive? Yeah. Man. It's very true. Yeah. But I never say it to Keith. He should know why though. What a heavy game this is. This brought out a lot of emotion. Why? Why can't you say I love you to Keith? Well, because he doesn't love me. Love. <laughs> I like Keith Jeez. got that, but listen. <laughs> I don't believe it. It's a joke. No, I know that. I, I tolerate Keith. <laughs> you tolerate me. 
that's a, that's a high level of praise for Andrew. So yeah, we're, we're that's how we know he loves this list. See, I know that Andrew loves me because so I I do all the cooking in the house. And Not the so marriage. Yesterday, <laughs> in the marriage, in the marriage, in the house, in the marriage. Um, and so yesterday, I really wanted some some takeout, and Andrew accidentally had our daughter pick Cracker Barrel. Because I said you want pancakes, she's I, like pancakes. And I was like, <laughs> that's like so because like the place that, the one that we went to like last time was disappointing. And so, like, I told him before he had asked her, like, what she wanted. I was like, oh, that's, like, the one place I don't really want to go to. And he's like, do you want pancakes? And so I went and I ate, but I didn't really enjoy it. And then so today he went and got me Taco Bell. <laughs> and I was like, he loves me. <laughs> he knew I needed, like, some, some, like, solid takeout. Taco Bell is solid takeout? <laughs> That's not the solid isn't the word I would use. I know, but you just did. <laughs> no, but the thing is today, like sometimes you go to Taco Bell and you get like a bite of cheese. Like I got the crunch wrap and a burrito. And sometimes with the crunch wrap, you get like a bite of cheese and then a bite of lettuce. They don't take care and love and pride in it. And today somebody <laughs> took care, love and pride Taco in their work. Bell. And they made it perfect. Every bite had every ingredient. It was cooked to perfect. Don't be wrong. They're busy. I'm not saying they, you know, they don't care about their job. I'm just saying that somebody took the extra love and care today. It's like they knew. <laughs> they knew that Liz needed that Taco Bell. Yeah, a good Taco Bell. <laughs> but I didn't even ask for it. He just got it for me. Oh, because I do. I, I could read you like a book. There's so many times where like, I'm like, Liz needs takeout. You, you, you wear your emotions on your sleeve but when you are hungry. <laughs> But do you know what it is? I made you fajitas tonight. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want fajitas, but I wanted Taco Bell. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. well, let's, uh, let's get to our final scores that you saw. <laughs> Remember, hey, Seeky, I remember to do the scores this time. Hey. Last week. Look at that. <laughs> uh, so I'll go first. Uh, so, Juson, as I said, this is, it's a game. It's a very, it's, it is a unique, fun game. But just be warned, you kind of need to be in the mood for it. You know, as I said, the first time I started playing this, I was not in the mood for it. But luckily, when I was in a more relaxing environment, I actually, I really started to get in the vibe of this game. So it's good. Uh, I like. I guess I'm the only one here where I like the graphics and the music. But yeah, the gameplay could be a little tedious. But yeah, in the other day, it's a walking simulator type of game. It's very easy, forgiving. But uh, yeah, it's the story I okay. I at least like since there's no dialogue, it does kind of annoy me when I play a game and it's just like, and even the developers are like, "Oh, would you would you figure out the story? What do you think it was?" Like Scorn, like it was just like things are just going on and it's just like, "Oh, you you're just supposed to interpret it." It's like, oh, "Come on, I, I don't want to interpret it." This game I felt like had enough explaining as to what is going on, but there still is still quite a bit because it's like an alien planet that you're kind of left to some interpretations of what you kind of figure stuff out. And it's like, that's a good balance. I like to actually at least know I'm doing something. Um, but yeah, it's just not crazy engaging. Uh, overall, I give it, I'd say 75. Man. All right. That makes me feel a little better on your score. Not that I really ever care what the scores are. Um, cause I, I feel like most people don't. Well, I, 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 had, I had been thinking about this, and I was, and I was really torn because I, I do think Juzon's fun. I, I think that it's worth a play, especially because of the shortness. You know me. I, whether or not I like a game, if it's short enough, I, I almost always can tell you I will say it's worth a checkout. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's fun enough, and I think my biggest struggle is the fact that if it's going to be a walking simulator, I think I want it to be more story driven and I know crazy for me, but I, I think that the lack of any bit of risk or thrill added to the game, having to just discover some letters as I go through and a little bit of, you know, kind of trying to wow me with some, some vistas like, it, it's great. I, I didn't dislike the graphics, Andrew. I just, it, they didn't do anything special for me in particular, at least. So yeah, I, at 75 was the score that I'd been I'm hanging on. And it's weird. Cause I think you, you know, oh, hanging on, get uh, it. Oh man. It's a climbing game. Thank you for pulling that, that out for <laughs> me. Um, you know, 
not to not to be on the weird score train of I think you liked this game more than I did for a seventy five, but I yeah that's I mean that's the score I I think fits for it because it's it's fun and it just. I think it could have more to the gameplay for me personally, and even still live in the walk, the game, you know, walking simulator a little bit. Um, just incorporate a little bit more of the elements, or a little bit of risk to it, some sort of failure, I guess. Because even most walking simulators, you can make the wrong choice, and it will set you back a little bit. It it just didn't seem to happen here, and I and I think that was my biggest gripe about it all. But three to five hours at no real stress and some easy achievement scores if you if you really want to do some walkthroughs. So, yeah. I was going to give it a 78, but you guys talked me down to a 75. <laughs> There's no way I like I this game it. more than you guys. But I, like, here, like Keith, like, you're, like, saying some of the things that, like, I, I agreed with um, earlier, you know, about, you know, wanting more, like, certain things from the game. And so, yeah, I just, you know, I think 75, it had a lot of good elements. Like, there wasn't anything that I was like, oh, this is awful. But it's like the music was good, the graphics, the story was good, it just needed more. The gameplay was good, just needed more. Um, And so for, like, a really small, short game, I think it was really nice. And looking at Metacritic, 84 and 8 for Xbox One. And one of the users that gave it a 7, I'm just going to paraphrase instead of reading it, but they had said that it was really relaxing up until like halfway through and then when it came to like the timing and stuff he kind of just it it got like almost stressful but he wanted it for a relaxing game so he liked the first half which i thought was really interesting but the the reviews are really all over the place for this game but i feel like the majority of people really liked it and found it really relaxing did you is, is our fourth co-host not on there no i was surprised that's oh, a french studio what? i thought for sure he would have played this game i feel like vampire was probably the first game we found him on <laughs> oh yeah and i think he liked it too didn't he probably I think he, I thought he gave that game like a four because of the French translation. <laughs> the four. Uh, maybe I just missed him. Metacritic is set up really weird now, or at least like oh, with mobile. Right. Um, but I did look. Yeah, I uh, I had found his profile. I just I did. If I, I should have gone you, to his profile. Well, but I don't I don't know if you could like search what games that that a person has reviewed individually. No, but it starts from the newest. So if it if it's a game that came out recently, you can just scroll the top couple until oh, good point, that release good point. date. I feel like there needs to be a podcast surrounding this guy, and just try to understand this guy's like mindscape and like thought process of like games. I don't think he's a hugger. I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, he does not read a hugger. I still, I just, I, I think it would be fascinating to, to one day have him on this podcast. Um, uh-huh. Anyways. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you don't want any spoilers, wrap up here. Because uh, let's get a little bit into spoilers. So, Keith, what were your thoughts on the story that you wanted to talk about real quick? Okay. Uh, so I feel like this is going to be a pretty quick spoiler. Because I, I, I don't know, maybe you have more insight on it. So... The oceans are leaving because these whale creatures basically are what make up the earth or planet, water, everything. And they're just going off to die on the moon for some reason. And this is where I don't know that I totally get it. But this is, like, all I understood. And I don't, like, what the, and, like, who are you? Why do you have this tiny little creature that's a baby ballast? Is it going to grow up to be one of these big whale creatures, I assume? And And it flies off to its mama. And then you just stay on the moon? place what how do you go no, i mean you're not on the moon you're still on the tower uh so and they were frozen right no you're not frozen no no the they're the frozen but they're not yeah. frozen yeah they anymore. were frozen and then you, which that's the thing you got I don't... the things going you got the mechanisms yeah. going to go and then they woke up and then it started to rain which obviously it's freezing up there it's like is it here she is it i always he. say he she um she probably like froze to death up there rainy snow conditions but yeah so i mean there's there's rain at the end so that's a couple of things that i was looking online and i don't think is explained so the planet stopped rotating that's at least one thing okay so when you're on the burning chapter three where it's like you're dealing with the sun like you're reading letters of people saying that they can't grow crops anymore because there's no more seasons that the sun is just constantly going and frying everything yeah so that, that was their thing of saying like you know that it's not rotating anymore 
Now, the game never explains as to why all the ballast kind of went up to the top and just froze. Like, they stopped moving and just decided to freeze up there. They're still alive. Uh, and then it also didn't explain why this happened. Why did the Juson happen? So, you like, Liz thought it was the moon, too. I thought it was just a giant orb of water that is floating above the planet. And so I always got the idea, or I always had the context of that these whales, the ballast, carry the water or initiate, like, they migrate. And so that was their their usual thing is they would migrate to the water and it would bring the water down. And so that's what was happening is they were mig- doing their migration pattern of going back up. I because, don't remember a moon. And to me, it looked like a giant ball of water. I thought it was just, I thought that's what it was. But yeah, I but just, yeah. I, the whole thing was weird to me and I didn't fully understand all of, all of that, I guess. But as far as your character goes, you are a myth. Like you were like a legend being told, uh, called a ballast piper. That's why even at the end you got the achievement called like the, the it was like piper bringer, like water piper or something like that. So it, it was always, there was always legends of a character who can communicate with the ballasts and initiate like their migration pattern kind of like that. But apparently this planet's been like out of rotation for like centuries because even when you're climbing the tower and reading the letters, like even the children have never heard of rain. So it was so long that only the elders of the village remembered a time when water was flowing. So, and then clearly it's been centuries since then. Like, obviously, like all these people are gone. So that's what I'm curious of, like, how many people are left in this world? Like, yeah, they don't explain how you have a ballast. Like, where did you find a random baby ballast out in the desert? And you're like, I'm going to climb the tower and activate this. Like, how does your character know about it? I don't know. That's why, that's where it's like kind of confusing and you kind of have open interpretations yeah because it's it just it, i don't know the weird like almost mad max-ish like you, you yeah it's like your feet walking in the dust and then you take off your glasses and observe the tower it's like who am i but i don't know maybe like you said maybe it's just like almost some weird like obviously it's like a made-up folklore legend tale type of thing but you're just kind of living out some sort of weird folklore tale of you know every cent you know so many centuries the it resets and someone comes along and fixes things and then it goes back and it all starts over i don't know yeah possibly that's a but like, yeah like weird those glasses i remember that was the first thing liz complained about she's like those glasses are stupid she's like they don't even have arms on them like how are they stay on her face that's like she's literally- rock climbing <laughs> I just remember right at the beginning, like you, that was the first thing you played about the game with the glasses. Let's say that's, that's like an actual thing they use because they... Yeah, I actually remember well, that. Well, rock climbing? Yeah, because it, it's... I, I don't know if it's necessarily rock climbing. I thought it was more for like sand and wind because it like, it allows you to still see like... Um, I, I hope this is still the like an okay term and I'm not even trying to be funny, but like Eskimos or Inuits, like like, na- like Native Alaskan people, right? Um, I'm fair. Yes, it's okay. <laughs> I know. I don't. I don't. I'm not trying to. I just want to make sure I use the right term. But they like they have glasses like that, and it has something to do with like the sun and how it helps like your eyes adjust to sunlight and things like that. So like that's but actually like that's an actual. Those sunglasses are a real thing. No, but like when you're on the top of a mountain and the wind is blowing that strong, like it's lifting you up. When it's that strong, how does it stay on your nose? Oh, I don't know. Maybe she had. There's probably more to it. I, for and this is where it's weird that Andrew's big on the graphics. I thought it was overall like, <laughs> it's kind of like cell shaded and kind of like nothing's graphically detailed. There's good colors, but it, there's yeah, it was mostly good, the color palette. Like, I don't know. I would assume that in the real like she has probably like a string that wraps around her head and keeps it on her head, and it's what it really is. I don't, I don't that part I didn't think much about. I guess. I, probably, I mean, yeah. I know. In the real world, there are glasses that don't have arms. They literally just hug your, yeah, your nose. Yeah, but again, you're swinging, you're rock climbing. Like, I can barely keep my glasses on. It's called when style, I have on. Liz. I don't know. They're not practical. All I, all I know is that, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I, the, the, the whole climbing thing, and your ballast friend, and you're, you're kind of helping them, but not, I don't know. That's what I didn't yeah. understand. All right. But anyway, let's wrap it up, I guess, here. Uh, so thank you so much to our very first patron, Javier from Nerd Talk Plus. Uh, now, because of him, we are now definitely going to be working on our Patreon. So we're going to be having some upcoming episodes. 
If you are interested in joining our Patreon, we will be covering some free-to-play games. And, you know, if we get big enough, more people on it, we'll actually even buy some games that you guys want us to cover. But, uh, yeah, go to our Patreon and uh, check it out because we are going to be getting some episodes on there now. And if you also want to see the live recordings of us, I will also be putting those on our Patreon. And then our YouTube, I'm going to try to put gameplay back up there because I really want to work on our YouTube again this year. New year, new us podcast. Yay. I like that picture, Keith. There you go. <laughs> I told you, they're a real thing. The only fun fact I know about eyewear are pirates. Did you know pirates usually wore eye patches? Not because they lost an eye, but they did it so their eye would adjust to the darkness underneath the deck. So if they ever went below deck, they could take the eye patch off and instantly see in the dark. I think I had read that somewhere, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you. It was actually the pirate book. It was the pirate book you uh, gave me and Liz for our wedding present. It was in there. And I was like, that's a fun fact. I forgot to give you guys I guess I didn't read that fact. Yeah. Yeah. Aren't there arms in that picture, though? Yeah, yeah, there are. And that's what yeah, I'm saying. I would, my, I'm no, guessing they probably did. It just it was not designed into the game. I just want to make it clear that my questioning is coming from the no arms, not what the glasses look like. But it is nice to see to see uh, real ones. So that was, yeah. Sign up for a Patreon. You can see the picture that Keith posted on there, <laughs> or Google it. I don't know, but I'm oh, not yeah, going to tell you what Google. I googled. <laughs> Alright, Keith, go ahead. Uh, I've been Keith. Thanks, Javier. A good guest, a good friend, and now our new Patreon. Um, is he our patron? Are we his? Who's the patron? Anyways, he's our patron. Yep. There we go. Thanks, Javier. Oh, uh, you got to review the listener who recommended the game. Oh, shoot. Alejandro. Alejandro. Um... I don't I don't know much else, but I didn't hate you, Sean. 9.2. Just, <laughs> wait, what did I give Donnie? I didn't give it higher than Donnie. That's all that matters. <laughs> at, this, at this point, as long as he beats Don. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Liz. And I'm Liz Anoob, Gamer Tech, coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Liz Anoob, Izzy Video. All right, everyone. We love you all. We'll see you again next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you.